Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, April 5th. 2022, a widow Wednesday on a Tuesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the rogue one at Gary Witta. Feels good to be in such capable hands on this show, doesn't it, Greg? Gary, you're pushing it too far. Before we went live, Kevin Coelho, the glue who makes all this happen, said very clearly last night he blew up his desk. He tore it all apart and put it back together, and that was going to lead to some problems, all right? Yeah, he told me he's trying to put a VR sled, whatever that is, in his in his office. Now, he didn't no, tell me that is, part. I thought this VR is work-related. No, You're no, no, trying no, no, to no. put a VR sled in your office? First of all, it hurts my feelings that you haven't noticed the VR sled is in the background of all my shots. I moved it with me to the, the new space. That's. I, I mean, mean, I don't I, think I've I, seen you on camera since you've moved. Have we not been on a podcast together? Or like on MCU and no. Review? Or? When did what, you is a, what is a VR oh, no, no, sled? No, no, no. I'm saying I had that in the background always before in the blue room. Now in the narrow room... I brought it with me. I brought everything. I brought the sofa with me. It doesn't matter. I'm going to open up a VR. I'm going to open up. I'm going to YouTube.com slash kind of funny. I'm opening up an interview right now. Uh, it's in the what, background. Kevin, what is, what is a VR sled? Oh, my God. It's the most amazing uh, thing if you like racing games. You get the uh, – we have the Logitech G. Is it like one of those 29? rigs that people build for, for when they play driving games and stuff? That's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. Okay. How, so, so it's specifically for VR – driving racing i guess you could do like space pilot combat type games in it as yeah, well that's exactly right okay all it's right amazing it's a, it's a Kevin, 10 10 i'm looking i'm looking at the uh mcu update one shots review i this you're the size of a postage stamp and it looks like you got another desk behind you how would i know that's a vr rig i don't know right, it's tiny you're tiny let's move on you know you invite snowbike mike over all the time i don't get invited over i don't get to come over have pizza in the hot tub Whatever the fuck you people get up to over there. Mm. So, what games do you what games do you play uh, on it or in it? Uh, well, the, like the Gotham VR game or not the Gotham VR game. What, what's the PlayStation uh, uh, Arkham VR? PlayStation no, or no. Batman Arkham VR? No, 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 <laughs> no. PlayStation did a, a VR game in it. It's this really good. Gran Turismo Drive Club. The sports, Gran Turismo sports. And, okay, yeah, you know, Gran Turismo sports. But there was another one they did before that. It doesn't matter. It's Turn on your camera right now. Show he's, me gone, he's, gone, he's gone to all the effort to put a fucking VR sled in his house, which is amazing. And he can't I tell you what he fucking plays on it. Kevin also broke his phone today. He's not having a good day, Gary. You shouldn't be doubling down on him. Give it's me fine. your anger. Give me your anger, Gary. Oh, I will. I've got plenty. I want to start with a positive thing, Gary. All right? Go on. Yesterday. Well, it's too late for that. Yesterday, we can turn it at any point. We can turn it around at any point. Yesterday, a game announced it was finally getting off the dead platform of Xbox and Xbox Game Pass and coming to PlayStation. And it's a game I know you love, so I want yeah. you to give everybody a pitch for Lake. It's a really, it's a really um, fun um, little. Indie. Did you play? Did you play it, Greg? 
So if you remember for me in Lake, Lake is the game where you drive around in the 80s and you deliver mail in a small town. You're like a middle-aged all... you're, you're middle woman driving yeah. a mail truck in a small Oregonian town. And it is every bit as fun as that should sound to you if you are a good person. I was all about it in previews and leading up to it and getting ready for release. And then Benjamin came and then it released after it. And it was one of those games I was trying to play in the very early days of being a father. And it is a chill game, which meant that I would start to play it and then wake up 30 minutes later on the it's couch. It's so chill. It has yeah. a great soundtrack. It's, um, I actually think it has something quite profound, not to do any spoilers, but by the end of the game, I think you realize that the game, you feel like this is like, like a game about nothing. Like nothing's happening here. There's no real consequence. Like who cares? It is, there's no like high stakes or anything. It feels very indie, very kind of, you know, up its own butt a little bit. And, but by the end of it, you realize it actually does having, it does have something quite profound to say about like not stressing too much about the choices mm. you make in your life and how like, shit will probably just work out in the end no matter what you do and it's like not worth agonizing over every choice that you make and that's a and it, you know, you could tell that story as a movie or a tv show or write it as a book or do a stage play but it works perfectly well it's so it's so perfect for the medium of video games where you know narrative is so heavily baked into the idea of making choices and the story forks based on um, uh, you know, the choices that you make. And there's so much stress even in video games, Greg, about like, I saw someone talking about this the other day, like, oh, but what if I don't get the true ending of the game? And people were so stressed about like, oh, did I get the best ending or did I have the best possible uh, experience with the game? Did I see everything? Do I need to go through and play it again? Do I need to go look up the alternate endings on YouTube? Did I miss anything? That That anxiety almost feels like, a microcosm of the anxiety you feel in real life about, you know, agonizing over the choices sure. that you make. And and the whole, I think the whole thesis of Lake is like, just don't fucking worry about it. Like shit's, it, 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 you're going to live the life you're going to live. Don't worry about the road not traveled. And it, there's something kind of beautiful about it. It has good graphics, really nice soundtrack, driving around this cute little, um, you know, coastal town. Everyone's super chill. It's like Twin Peaks, but without any, like, you keep, you keep expecting it to get Twin Peaks. You like, yeah, it's yeah. weird. Sh like, it's, this is a video game, right? Some weird shit's going to happen. Like she's going to turn out to have like life is strange powers or something. But none of that shit happens. It's just a middle-aged woman driving a fucking mail truck in a little she town. Has, like, a career and I love it for that. Right? Yeah. I love it for that. So I'm really, really glad that um, PlayStation um, gamers uh, assuming they're smart enough to, you know, appreciate it, are going to appreciate it. Well, as you know, like PlayStation, of course, a more boutique, refined palette of games. No, no, no. All the intelligentsia is on the on the Xbox, Greg. Oh, sure. Okay. Xbox Game Pass, the golden corral of video games. <laughs> You're telling me? <laughs> All right. They're showing up. They're putting their hands in the spoken, shrimp. Spoken it. like someone who's never actually had the chocolate fountain at Golden Corral. Damn, you got me there. That was a good turnaround, Gary. I'm, I was always more of an old country buffet. It fan really annoys me, by the way, that they advertise Golden Corral on TV here all the time, but there isn't one in like within like 500 fucking miles. They put it on the commercial. I'm like, shit, I'd like to go to Golden Corral. It looks fucking Fuck great, that. but then you that can't go. Why, yeah. are they, why are they advertising these cool. things that I can't have? To me? Well, that way, you know, it builds a hype around it when you get there and you think it's a big deal. Apparently fights break. Apparently Golden Corral is a bit like a slightly classier version of the Waffle House. Like good food, but like fights break out there all the time. Sure. Well, that's going to happen when you put buffets in, you know. Look at Vegas. There's fights there all the time. Why? Buffets. Mm. Everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kevin, now you slacked me and you, you have confirmed it's Drive Club VR. Is what you yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's good. With the sled. Do you remember but who yeah, gave you the sled? Yeah. Where did you get this sled from? Symtech. Symtech. 
which Time I'm tech, probably right. saying wrong, and I'm so sorry. Is it like about a that. kit that you have to assemble? Is that one yes, of those things all made out of like pipes? Yeah, and there's poles actually and stuff? got a video about it. I assembled it while very, very sick by myself at the office. You remember that? <laughs> I remember the video. I don't remember the sick part. Well, it's just one of those things. I had the like, I had the flu. Everyone had left, and I was like, all right, like it had developed throughout the day, and I was like, I need to go home and stop. But like this giant package arrived, and I'm like, well, I, mean, I can't not build it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I built it, wiped it down, went home. That's a major VR is one of those things that demands a lot of space. Like you, mm-hmm. could, especially one of those. A friend well, of mine I has mean, one of those nice race car down. rigs. You 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 got you got to really be dedicated to like you know dedicate that much space in your house to something that you know you could be using for other things. The footprint of this is not bad. I used to have it in a closet for a little bit. Really? Yeah. You would you, you would like go in the fucking closet and play video games. That's right. And they, <laughs> it only happened a couple times, and Nick got really upset about it. Yeah, I would watch fan. the Kevin's Closet Twitch channel. I feel that it could be that could be a big I, hit. Yeah, I mean, we could have insulated the hell out of that too. Well, we didn't. Why isn't that a regular feature on Kind of Funny? I would I would fucking upgrade my Patreon tier from nothing to one <laughs> to something. <laughs> <laughs> from nothing to something. Let's talk, ladies and gentlemen, about the fact that you're going to get a new Tomb Raider game. Unreal Engine Five is out today, and Life is Strange: True Colors is coming to Game Pass. We'll cover all this and more because this is kind of funny. Games Daily, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames. Over on Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames, you can write in with your questions, comments, concerns, your PSN names, everything else under the Daily Video Game Sun. Of course, on Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames, you can get each and every Every episode of the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show we do you could get it and have a great time and support us and get to watch the games cast live as we record it like you did yesterday be a trog in the chat ch- chatting it up there uh you know no ads all that stuff get it as you uh, get the post show blah 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 it's for all the shows you know how to do it However, if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, no big deal. Of course, you could support us by watching us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, just like King of Zero is, many faced Steph is, and OM Jesus are. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, rooster teeth, and podcast services around the globe if that wasn't enough for you remember we are epic creators so use the epic creator code kind of funny on the epic game store or wherever you play Fortnite, rocket league or fall guys housekeeping for you it has happened ladies and gentlemen we have more merch brand new merch on kindoffunny.com slash store on top of that we have a trailer for it i've been told a commercial for it uh kevin are you prepared to run it mm-hmm. but what was the trailer? okay i'll watch that Oh, Lord. Oh, he's still on his A game. (laughs) Fuck me. Give me one second. Sorry, the camera thing. God damn it. I literally tested things yesterday. I hear you. And then you tore it all up. No, no, no. After I tore it all up, I was like, okay, I'm going to configure everything so it's set correctly and everything was working. And then this morning... I turn it on and it's just not in the right Kevin, order. This is what I'm always talking about Don't with computers, why. and it applies You're doing to great, gaming. It just doesn't work. Am I, Gary? Because you keep talking all this shit, even though I asked you before we Fucking started not to talk all up. the shit. Bang up, Gary. Joel. Remember, you used Gary. To say- yes. There's a safe word called pickles, and we are instituting it. Stop making fun of Kevin. You can make fun of me. 
Pickles is the safe word? Yeah, that's what we've been we use okay. for safe words, yeah. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. What do me and Jen use? I'll never tell. I want to know karate. Oh, My name shit. is Nick Scarpino. Growing up in Riverside, California, if there was a new martial art, I knew about it. Now, I know all the martial arts, every last one of them, and you can too. All you have to do is buy my Sensei Scarpino shirt at kindoffunny.com slash store. And ki Now you know all my techniques. <laughs> Don't believe me? Ask this satisfied customer. Taking to the streets to show off my new martial arts techniques. Right now, we're gonna show off right now. Excuse me, sir, would you like to take off your shoe and lie down for the internet? Thanks. Excuse me, sir, excuse me. Would you like to? Sir, would you like to lie down and take off your shoe? For what? This is for uh, for martial arts. Um, I'm good. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to see what I got. What about Parker? Excuse me, sir. Would you like to lay down and take off your shoe? Nope. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. Would you like to lie down and take off your shoe? Would you? Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Would you like to take? Would you like to lay down and take your shoe off? Why? For, for martial arts. I'm mean, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch this yet. Let's just cut. Let's just cut. That's a good looking shirt. Now. Oh, fuck. Is he wearing like Chuck Norris fighting jeans there or something? That's amazing. <laughs> he's just wearing his jeans, I think, Gary. Yeah. He's just wearing his jeans. Chuck Norris. Like, like, when I used to read, I can't remember what magazines I used to read back in the day, but you used to get yeah. these, adver these, these um, advertisements for. Um, Chuck Norris branded fighting jeans and they were like really, they were really stretchy in the crotch. So you could do like super high kicks without. Sure. Yeah. And I should have ordered them. I never did. Why would you need fight jeans? I mean, I understand you, maybe, you know, if you wear the fight jeans out, are you anticipating you're going to get in a fight that night? You think? Well, you know what they say, Greg, it's better to, better to have it and not need it than need it. But it's one of those it. things. I feel like if I committed to fight jeans, I would wear fight jeans all the time. Cause the God, you know what would happen? I mean, I'd do you think a, just cause be you're wearing, flight, I'd be on a flight and that would be the one the terrorists take over. And then I'd be like, oh shit, I'm wearing you think you're, you think you're more likely you think, shit. I'm wearing the jeans. I might, might as well get into a fight. You know, we're off track here. The two things I think about when I look at this video, everybody, are, is this. Number one, I don't understand how Matt Batson got the shirt before I did. I understand he edited the video, so he needed it there. But if the yeah, shirts are Who was are that, that guy? Huh? Who was that guy that was well, doing Matt Batson, the... He's from the Kind of Funny community. He's an amazing editor. He's one of oh, those okay. kids you look at and you're like, oh, one day you're going to end up working here. Uh, but how did he get a shirt before? Like, he has the shirt and Nick had the shirt, right? So, like, why don't I have a shirt yet to wear? I'm on, like, 900. I'm wearing a Ghostbusters shirt. Where's my shirt? And then number two, Kevin, this is for you as legal in HR. Do you know, did did Matt Batson get releases for those people in that video, you think? And if not, if uh, he, yeah, we got sued. Sure, no, he, he definitely did. He definitely did. Nope. Yep. 100%. Well, let's say he did. If we got, uh, if he got no, sued, no, 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 is no. it? We don't have to. There's no hypotheticals. Uh, it, he did. I have them here. Uh, okay. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I have an answer in the chat here right now. Joey Noel says, because I had them overnight the shirts to him. Wow, Joey. It must have been really hard to say, yep. and Greg. That's all you had to put in that fucking email, right? Overnight the uh, shirts to Matt and Greg. That the, two words change everything right there. And Greg. That's all you got to do. I found all these legal. Uh, fun fact: they were all actors too. Those are all actually his friends. The guy who laid down has to be somebody we knew. Or he oh, so that wasn't a uh, real yeah, man yeah, on the street are. segment. That was fake. You know what, Gary? I mean, for again, for the legal reasons, we're gonna say all those people knew and are actors and friends of Matt's, and we're gonna move on. More housekeeping for you uh, later today. Kind of funny. This is a good show so up. far. It's a great show so far. YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays. Of course, you can go see all the streams we do uh, on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. But most importantly, our kind of funny wrestling one from yesterday, our first real full episode of KFW Midday Mayhem will be going up live soon. So check that out. I want one of those t-shirts, by the way, the Scarpino Dojo thing. Okay, well, 
See, again, I feel bad for you because Joey could have just solved it for uh, overnight these to Matt Batson and Greg and Gary. You know what I mean? Right there, right. we just we added what? two clearly, more words? clearly, you're not the priority, Greg. It sucks, dude. You know what I mean? It sucks not to be thought about at this place ever. Is it up there, Kevin? Kevin's showing it. I like that there's different variations of it, too. Because, you know, I'm... I, yeah. And they're both fucking great. Well, I want to get those. I want to get the shirt. And I want to get a pair of those, oh, like, three, Stars and right. Stripes MC Hammer pants that DJ sure. Bardo wears in Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. We can get, I'll order those. Think anybody wants a roundhouse kick to the face when I'm wearing a pair of these bad boys? Forget about it. It says if there was guy. a new martial art, he knew about it. Yeah. he knows all the martial arts that is thank you to our patreon producers fargo brady prankski and anonymous today we're brought to you by chime doordash and babble but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report time for some news six items on the roper report a baker's dozen number one ladies and gentlemen a new Tomb Raider game has been announced. We're going to go to Matt Kim over at IGN, who writes, Crystal Dynamics has announced a new Tomb Raider game and revealed that it will be built using Unreal Engine 5. Announcing the game during the State of Unreal 2022, Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider franchise general manager Dallas Dickinson promised a, quote, high-quality cinematic action-adventure experience, but showed no gameplay or images and didn't reveal a release window or title. Dickinson said the game is looking to, quote, push the envelope of fidelity and is looking to create an experience fans deserve from Crystal Dynamics and Tomb Raiders as a series. Tomb Raider as a series. Crystal Dynamics becomes the latest major developer to move its next project to Unreal Engine 5. Other developers include The Coalition and CD Projekt Red, which has already announced that the next Witcher game will be developed using Unreal Engine 5. This will be the first new mainline Tomb Raider game since Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which was released in 2018. Crystal Dynamics is best known in recent years for rebooting the Tomb Raider series, showing us a fresh look at Lara Croft's origins in a grittier setting. In recent years, it has developed Marvel's Avengers and has been assisting Microsoft's Initiative Studio on a reboot of Perfect Dark. During the 25th anniversary of the Tomb Raider franchise last year, Crystal Dynamics director Will Curse. Kersklake uh, spoke about unifying the storylines between the reboot trilogy and the original games, where Lara Croft is a more seasoned explorer. However, Kerslake uh, also said Crystal Dynamics wasn't ready to announce a new game at that time. Gary, the question I have for you is, are you interested slash excited for a new game from Crystal Dynamics? I asked the ch- I asked the world earlier with a Twitter poll, and the final results are, with uh, about 5,000 votes, 48% yes, 36 go eh, and 14% go no. Are you excited for a new Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider? Yeah, kind of. I've got a bit of a dirty little secret here, Greg. No. I um, I uh, I like Tomb Raider. I was editor in chief of PC Gamer back in the uh, back in the 90s when Tomb Raider first became a thing. Tomb Raider one and two. I played those a lot and I really enjoyed them. You know, they haven't aged well, but I did really enjoy them. But I haven't honestly, and this is weird because you think, why not? I uh, I haven't played any of these new ones since, oh, they wow, the, really? since they did the dark and gritty reboot. I mean, they always maybe I, maybe I played like the first level of the first one, and I just never went back to it. I know, I know they're very well liked, right? They're, they're all it's three of them, right? Tomb yeah, Raider, three out of this one, Rise yeah. and Shadow. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. You know, them. and they're all and they're all held in, in quite high regard, aren't they? They're considered very good. Oh, really? Shadow Wait, wasn't what? held in high regard. Oh, okay. Is that considered the weak link in the? In the triptych? It was, it was the, yes, it was. I've seen people today go around on it. I was a big fan of the first two. And so I'm trying to get you right now where we are with the, 
Eh, Shadow Tomb Raider on, a, on PlayStation has a, seven, a 75, so it's not terrible, terrible. Uh, but I remember it launched with a bunch of problems, and I did not vibe with it. And it was a different team, people are pointing out, yeah, and stuff like that. But that was, it was their one. It was the one... Um, Idos Montreal was the main developer on it. Crystal helped, uh, but they, Crystal, that was when they were doing that is when Crystal was really ramping up and getting ready to launch Avengers, or at least was working on Avengers Hardcore, and why Idos went and did Shadow. Shadow's the one that leaked off the subway, if you remember, in Montreal, where somebody was working on their presentation on the Montreal subway, and someone just took a photo and posted it, and we're like, all right, I guess that's the new one, or whatever. Maybe, it, maybe the reason, I'm trying to remember, because it's obviously several years back, and maybe the reason I didn't get into it is because I felt like at the time, there was a big trend, everything was getting rebooted, dark and gritty, dark and gritty, and the new to- and, uh, the new Tomb Raider was really, like, dark, it was, it was bloody, I remember that image of, like, Lara, really you know, kind of, like, deaths. tying off, like, she like her arm was all fucked up and she was like tight, like, you know, doing a, um, yeah. a, a, what do you call it? A fucking tourniquet, a tourniquet on it. And it was, you know, it was all like, Oh, it's gritty and dark and bloody and gory now. And whatever. It's like, and eh, I just kind of feel like everything's doing that right now. I don't know. I, I, I do know they are, they are good games and um, yeah, I'll play this new one. I'll tell you what, Greg, I bet there's a bunch of developers at crystal dynamics that are fucking thrilled about being able to jump off that fucking Viking funeral barge that is Marvel's Avengers and get back onto a, a game that actually has a chance of people playing it. Jesus Christ. I, you know, I told you to make fun of me and not Kevin. So I have to, I have no one to blame but myself. No, I mean, you're right. You're hundred percent right. I'm sure. I'm sure based on the Avengers reaction, many people were like, God damn it. I came to crystal dynamics to make awesome single player games. Can we do that? Of course, remember uh, crystal is also helping out uh, with the, the one and only perfect dark uh, helping uh, get that one up and running and doing that thing. We don't know the extent of that. And yeah, they are also working on Marvel's Avengers, which of course would lead you to say, Hey, I bet these guys are staffing up and guess what they are uh, today uh, as we are going live pretty much. Or yeah, I saw this. Yeah. As we were going live, uh, the one and only Jeff Ross, uh, who was game director on Days Gone over at Sony Bend and has been making podcast rounds as of late talking about stuff that was going on there and Sony. And that was he was the one who talked about the sales numbers for Days Gone. And there was a brouhaha for a couple days about it. Uh, he tweeted this. I'm excited to announce I now work at the amazing Crystal Dynamics as design director. That's all I can say for um, that's all that I that's all I can say other than I'm thrilled with the project and especially the team of really wonderful people. I will become a Seattleite this summer in the Kenny's movie Seattle. Also, uh, come work with me. And he's quote tweeting a list of our a Crystal Dynamics thing that is our weekly list of job uh, openings has been updated, including roles across all of our studios, California, Texas, and Washington. Come make games, uh, come make the games of your career. And they have uh, lots and lots of uh, jobs. Listed. Really, what? It's a good time to be a game developer right now. It's, it's such a it's such a seller's market right now in the in the video game developing job market. Right, like so many places are hiring. It seems like staffing up big projects. Lots of opportunities out there for game devs. Uh, now you, of course, stumble into one of the major questions of the day as we go through this, and we'll go to Grizik, who wrote in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, just like you can, and says, so, Chris Dynamics announced they're making another Tomb Raider game. That's hardly shocking, That's hardly shocking. but given that they are also working on Perfect Dark, does this make you at all nervous about the resources they're allocating to Avengers going forward? Does this at all alter your forecast of the game's long-term longevity? Thanks for all you do, Grizik. Now, Gary, I know that it's all fun and games to make fun of Avengers for a number of well-documented and well-earned reasons. I On G- Gamescast this year in January, when we did our predictions episode, one of my predictions was that their, Crystal Dynamics would announce they're working on a Tomb Raider. I think I might, I might be putting these out of order, but I didn't give dates to them. But it would be that they would announce they're working on a Tomb Raider 
they would do one more major update for Avengers, and then they would wind it down at some point this year and not do it. That's still my prediction, and this doesn't change that. It's interesting when you read, you know, the Jeff Ross tweet, quote tweeting dynamics, right, of them having California, Texas, and Washington, and we're talking about the fact that there's Avengers, which we know is run out of uh, the Bay Area crystal dynamics, then, of course, uh, whatever's going to be happening with Perfect Dark and whatever's going to be happening with this Tomb Raider. I'm not saying, obviously... Three studios are work, each one's working on their games. I'm sure they're cl- cross collaborating. Let alone the fact you, people are probably working from home, but it does make Chris Dynamics seem a bit bigger. And so, it gets interesting in terms of okay, how many people are on what game? You know, obviously you're not. They're not full steam ahead on Perfect Dark. They're obviously helping with Perfect Dark. That's not their game. But where does that leave the size of the Avengers team, and where does it leave where they are right now with this Tomb Raider game? Because obviously this Tomb Raider game still a ways out. Not anything that's going to be right. uh, you're going to be playing anytime soon. Uh, it's a weird one to go back and forth on because I feel like we don't have enough information on the board. We just have obviously the fact that we're jumping around and going between this, that, and the other, and trying to figure out who's doing what or you know it, over at the initiative they're doing the main thrust on Perfect Dark. But there's been rumors of how many people have left the initiative. But then Crystal Dynamics has been working on it. But what does that play into this? It's it's a mess to try to figure out without anybody coming out and saying straight up what's going I know, on. I know this is a bit of a, a subject change. It's all, let, it's let, me all just put, let me just put one pin on this. So for Grizzik's question, it doesn't for me change what I think is happening with Avengers. I think, Avengers has been, I think Avengers is winding down. I think that they've brought it down to a smaller team. They do you think it's moribund? Yeah, I, think, I still think you're going to get that She-Hulk stuff. I talked about this on uh, a Games Daily recently, I think. But it was that I think the She-Hulk rumors that were true are happening. I think that they're waiting for the MCU show. And I would think that once that cork pops and that stuff comes out, that's pr- if, if it's like Black Panther, that'll be the last big push where you get one big She-Hulk expansion. And then that'll kind of be it. The thing about live service games, a couple of thoughts on this. And I know this is a, a kind of a segue from Tomb Raider. Do you think, Gary? It's, it's, such a, it's such a high risk, high reward well, I mean, the high, even the high reward part's debatable, but we know it's high risk, right? For every Destiny 2, there's 10 other games out there that try to, you know, have a perpetual life service kind of thing, and they just don't, they just can't pull it off. And they, I mean, look at something like, for example, Anthem, right? You know, one of the biggest sure. and best developers in the world, one of the best track records, by the way, could not make it work. Marvel's Avengers, right? Probably, probably up, probably in the top three like what most well-known entertainment properties on the planet right now is like Marvel and Avengers right up there with like Star Wars and Harry Potter and, you know, the, the big, big stuff. And, and, you know, tied, tied in with a developer with a great Trek record could not make it work, but because it's live service, not only is it like more likely to fail because we haven't, you know, developers seemingly haven't figured out how to really get that genre. They haven't nailed how to make that genre work and how to make it make money and keep people playing, you know, time after time on this kind of never ending treadmill. It's really, really hard to do. Um, that when it does ultimately end, it the failure is that much more visible, right? If a game comes sure. out and doesn't does just doesn't sell very well, then that's you know, we move on to the next game, right? The, the game is like a thing in a box and you either buy it or you don't. But when it's a thing that's being like constantly maintained, you do get to this point where with like an anthem or you know, maybe you know, arguably this sometime in the future, where they have to kind of have this horrible announcement where they say, Yeah. We're just going to switch it off because no one's playing it anymore. And we've tried everything and nothing's worked and like it's done. And with something something as high profile as Avengers, that's a really, really like visible, high profile, just horrible situation to be in. For the record, I don't think it'll be a switch off thing. I think it'll be that like the usual like 
uh, development has ceased. There will be no more updates for Avengers. You know what I mean? Like, and we, and we, that alone just feels like a. Like, it's like you, you have to kind of admit, yeah, we could we could not make this work. Oh, 100 percent. Right? Yeah, 100 percent. And as I, it's you know, as a member of the Avengers community, right, and as somebody who honestly hasn't played Avengers since Spider Man released, and part of that's you know. Uh, having Benjamin, of course, but then the other part of it is just the fact that, like, what would bring me back to play Avengers on a regular basis? When you right say now? Avengers community, it, I'm, the, the immediate picture that goes into my head is all that is, is like Captain America and those guys sitting around in that fucking support group after the snap five years <laughs> later. Dude, if you go to r slash play Avengers on Reddit, it is very much like that, except there's a lot more anger. There's a lot more anger. And again, I talked about this on Game Day last week, so I won't beat a dead horse. There has been communication from over there. Uh, you know, uh, Brian Wagner, right, uh, talking about the fact of like, hey, we are doing stuff and we're waiting and it's about announcements and it's about marketing and it's this, that, and the other. Like, I feel for them. I think they're kind of at the mercy of Marvel's. And I think that Marvel's, uh, uh, you know, MCU, Disney Plus, that whole thing, they're at the mercy of that. So I do think that I could be, there's, there is a sliver of hope that it could see, and this is a sliver of hope for me and then people who actually care about Avengers, which I know is not a lot of people, but there's a sliver of hope that I've heard, you know, there's been a rumor of a Jane Foster character getting ready to release for Love and Thunder, the She-Hulk stuff I talked about yet. There's a sliver of hope that when they really hit it, uh, the MCU gets gearing, get, get going, there'll be some stuff here for it. But like, to your point, Gary, like that will satisfy me and a few other the fans for a couple weeks, maybe. It was right. not going to bring that game back. That's to the problem, Greg, with these live yeah. service games. Is the community yeah. is just this like voracious beast that will just consumes content immediately. It's like, what else you got? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like when I feed my dog a treat, like she doesn't even chew it; she just fucking wolfs it down. It's like, ah, what's next? Yeah. That's what it's like making content for one of these live communities where they like it takes you ages to make it. It comes the out; they immediately make. are done with it. Okay, now what? Give the me more. Argument I would make though is that if you nail it the people are happy and i would go to the fact of like how many times have i ever you know we cover video games and i'll throw out god of war I, we cover god of war uh, 2018 for years and talk about it and all these things in the lead up to it you get it you play it for a weekend maybe four days or whatever uh, and we beat it you platinum it you have cory barlog come on for the spoiler cast and you have to ask him well what's next you know, I mean, this exhausted husk of a man in the spoiler cast. We want to talk about what's going to happen next. However, God of War's a masterpiece and a game that's beloved. And so you don't sit there and go, man, that didn't live up to expectations. I'm so antsy for what you want more, of course, but you're not sitting there going like, I didn't get enough. And I feel like that's the, the push and pull of live service games where you get stuff and you're like, okay, cool. War for Wakanda was neat, but you've promised this, you know, patrol mode or this, that, and the other that would actually have me coming back and doing it, but you're, it's not there yet. Like I want more, I want more because I'm trying to figure out a reason to play this game over and over again, which is the struggle with these kind of games of how do you keep people engaged that way? Going back to Tomb Raider, because this, this, this segue is getting a bit depressing. Sure. Um, do you, the, 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 the first three games were fairly straightforward, kind of linear, uncharted, like you're on a, you're on a critical path type games, right? You're talking about the reboot, yeah. Yeah, do you think these will be more of the same, or do you think they'll try and do something? Do you think they could do like open world, or do something kind of more radical? Do you think they'll change it up, or do you think it'll be more of the same? I think it'll be more of the same, but it's like remember that. Why? Well, and it's also interesting. Let me before I get too far into it. The trilogy we just had, right? The reboot trilogy. You remember it did start doing open world areas where it was. Okay. It was still very much a linear story, but there were open world areas for Lard exploring, go okay. get stuff, and find the fires and shit like that. Uh, I think it'll be more like that. I wonder, you know, this is obviously the most top level announcement of a thing. And then even for this, uh, as Matt, Matt calls out from the 25th anniversary stream, they're talking about the, 
uh, Will Kerslake uh, spoke about unifying storylines between the reboot trilogy and the original games, where Lara Croft is a more seasoned explorer. That, of course, makes it sound like they're going to stay in this reboot trilogy they did, uh, starring Camilla Ludington, of course. Uh, it'll be interesting if that's the case, or if they are doing something different, if they are starting with a more seasoned Lara, if they are ignoring those, are they doing the thing? Where do you go with that? But we'll wait and see, I guess, on that one. I do have a, another question for you, though, Gary. Mm. This one comes from Robert. Robert writes in to patreon.com slash games, just like you can. It says, hey, KFGD, in recent years, game announcements like Tomb Raider and the next Witcher have seemed more like companies posting help wanted signs. Do you think the games industry is having a problem bringing in new people, or has it always been this way and I've never noticed? Hope you're having a blessed day, Robert. I mean, it goes back. It goes back to what I was saying earlier about how it just seems like there's like, there's a lot of recruitment going on in in video games these days. Studios opening, taking on more projects. Video game video game industry, just anecdotally from like where I'm sitting, seems like it's growing really really fast, right? Sure. And the the job market may actually be struggling to to keep up. At the same time, you know, other studios, you know, we see studios closing and people. Uh, getting laid off all the time as well. So like it, you, you, there's this constant saga. You see it on Twitter all the time, right? Oh, the studio closed. And then like 50 other developers will jump in and say, we're hiring, come work with us, right? And so there's this constant kind of circle of life that's happening in the in the games market right now. Yeah. Uh, to the point here though, I think what you're talking about uh, leads to this where I think, yeah, it is, you announce these projects and get out there because yeah, you do want to be competitive and you do want people to come there. And it is right now people trying to get talent into their studios and it is a competitive market because there are so many great studios making great games right now that i think it is easier for a uh cd project who can come off of cyberpunk which obviously had a number of problems and say all right no for real the next thing we're hiring for the witcher so if you loved the witcher games come work there and the same thing for crystal dynamics right where avengers has not been kind to their image avengers avengers has not been kind to the crystal dynamics legacy and so for them to come out and say you know what we are making a tomb raider we need people you know jeff ross is announcing his job and quote tweeting the job postings they put up i think it said 18 hours ago like we need people for games and wink wink we are working on this game so come be there it's easier to do that than i think in this you know depends uh person to person game developer to game developer but i think it's easier to do that and get a lot of good uh will behind you from both the audience and of course then people looking for jobs than it is if chris dynamics was just putting out that hey we have a bunch of jobs opening like yeah but i don't want to work on an adventures game i don't you know i don't know what your guys are doing blah 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 it's easier to do that and you know there's always back channels of course of talking to somebody you would know at the studio find out what they're doing uh you know studios from what i understand of course i've never worked at a video game studio but I've talked to a lot of people who have applied at a lot of them. You know, it depends on what the project is, the size of it, if they'll tell you ahead of time at, during your interview what you're working on or if they'll NDA you to hell after you're signed up and then make you do it or whatever. But it's really that kind of thing. And I think, yeah, when you look around for – when you think of a Crystal Dynamics and you think of the kind of games they make, what do you think of? You think of Naughty Dog, Insomniac. You start tossing out these names that are also making, you know, third-person action-adventure games to that mm -hmm. degree, right? And, like – yeah, if if I saw all those on a list of people, would you look at Crystal and go, well, Crystal's where I want to go. They just fucking knocked it out of the park with Avengers, right? Like, Avengers has been, like, such a miss that you, we sit here going, like, man, is Square Enix going to drop Crystal? <laughs> Are they going to pull, like, an IO and just get rid of them and sell them off and do whatever? Like, does Crystal or does Square believe in its Western studios? And yada, yada, yada. There. Whole different argument, whole different podcast there. But I think this makes it more enticing to work there, more exciting and get goodwill behind it. Who actually owns the them. Tomb Raider property? Is it Square or is it Crystal Dynamics? No, it's got it's Square, right? It's got it. Well, I, I, 
IDOS had it, so it must have been when they bought IDOS they got it that way. Right, yeah, because it was, I mean, IDOS was the company that, you know, gave birth to it back in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, no, Core, I would say Core Design was the company that first created Tomb Raider but and Lara Croft. Point, right? and, then I, and, then, and then IDOS it kind of morphed into that. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wonder if Crystal went to Square and said, can we make a new Tomb Raider game? Or Square said to them, we want you to make a new Tomb Raider game. Either way. It feels, it feels a little bit almost like a bit of a retreat to safer shores after wade, wading into the, into the toxic waters of, of uh, Avengers. Like they got a little bit burned and like, fuck, let's, let's just go back to what we, what we know we're good at, you know? I mean, let's go back to what, like, let's go back to tried and true things. And I don't even mean for them, I mean for the video game industry. Like, you can look at Avengers and see how long we had heard rumors of it how long it was till it got out, the delays and stuff like that. And you can clearly see that like it was this idea of like games as services are huge right now. We should do that. Yeah, what oh you partner up with Marvel, you start working on it. And as you're working on that game, you like look out your window and you see all these games as a service failing. And you're like, uh oh. And you see people getting angry about games as a service, like, uh oh, like we are uh uh we are woof, like we are on a path here that is hard and already you know, laid bare with the bones of the games that tried to go and do this before us. And like, by that point, you're on the ride, the bar's down, you're, you know, up the roller coaster, you got to ride it out. But that wasn't the only news to come out of the state of unreal, ladies and gentlemen, I have another report here. This is from uh, Giuseppe Nelva over at Twinfinite recapping everything that happened there. Today, Epic Games hosted its state of unreal live stream, focusing on the latest news about unreal engine five. Uh, while the engine was available for in early access before today it launches in its 5.0 for all developers we also got the announcement of a project named lira which is basically an example of a game running on pc and consoles that can be used as a base for games the live stream then showcased a massive library of photogrammetry yeah photogrammetry assets that can be used for free by developers in any industry we also heard from the developers at the coalition who provided a look at their work done with the unreal engine 5 Uh, the next segment features cd project red which just announced a partnership with epic games uh, uh and and the move to unreal engine 5 and then lastly we got the one more thing which was the message of crystal dynamics saying the next tomb raider in development and will be powered by the yeah engine. i watched that coalition demo this morning toward the cavern did you see that i saw screens of it i didn't get a chance to watch it i was in a demo myself it's very short but it's it's cool for, it wasn't it wasn't as impressive to me as the matrix awakens which was genuinely really impressive like that was the first thing i've seen since the since the arrival of the PlayStation Five and the Series X, where I where I felt like I was looking at something truly next generation, for sure. Basically, what Coalition does, obviously, you know, the Gear Studio. You would assume they go off and use it there, but games always look good for them. Period. Let alone what the Unreal Engine Five can do. So we will wait and see as you know, video game developers continue to get their hands on that and do all sorts of stuff with it. Now, speaking of getting your hands on that. Let's talk about patreon.com slash kind of funny uh, or patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, what I was going to say is if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you could go be a platinum member and get your hands on the new kind of funny wrestling shirt. Of course, if you wanted to give us a fewer bucks, that's no big deal. You could get the show uh, with the post show. You could get the show with your questions right on it. And of course you could get the show ad free, but guess what? Jack, you're not listening on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here is a word from our sponsor. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? 
hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank and Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depend on the payer. You've got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. You can get dinner, household essentials, and everything on your grocery list delivered. I'm going to pause the ad and tell you, ladies and gentlemen, how do I know so much about DoorDash? I used it this morning. I woke up. I had to get the house ready. I had this guy coming to work on the garage. I had the nanny coming over. We had no clean bottles. I cleaned up the bottles. And I was like, I'm hungry, and I need coffee, and I don't have time to make either. I DoorDashed uh, Jen and I some breakfast today, and it was great. When I was sick last week, I DoorDashed Gatorade because I wasn't about to go out. DoorDash is great. Back to what they wrote. Ordering is easy, and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. Don't forget, that's code KINDAFUNNY for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change, terms apply. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I took three years of French, and guess what? It didn't stick. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively easy and fun way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or just have some free time, Babbel teaches you bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually want to use in the real world. Uh, je parle un peu français, and I was talking to Jen's mom here and there about little things. Mon chapeau. You know what it's about. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. I could use that for English. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash kindoffunny. That's babbel.com slash kindoffunny for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel. Language for life. Number three on the Roper Report on this Widow Wednesday on a Tuesday. Uh, when are you getting your Steam Deck, ladies and gentlemen? This is Taylor Lyles over at IGN.com. If you are impatiently waiting to order a Steam Deck, I have some good news. Valve has announced that it's ramping up shipments on its portable gaming PC and has clarified when you can expect to finalize your order for the product. In a recent tweet, the official Steam Deck account confirmed that it was ramping up the handheld shipments. Valve also noted that it will be sending out more order visibility. Oh, I'm sorry, more order availability emails every week. Some weeks it will send two emails instead of one uh, email that Valve has sent out every Monday for roughly the last month. Valve also confirmed that it has updated the Steam Deck product page. It specifies when you can anticipate finalizing your order if you put down a $5 deposit. Looking at the Steam Deck product page, each unit shows the expected quarter you will be available to finalize your purchase. In parentheses now, it notes the earliest month you can expect to receive an email. As shown in the screenshot below, those with Steam Deck reservations after Q3 will be able to order their Steam Deck as early as October 2022. Gary, are you registered to get a Steam Deck? I'm literally logging into steampower.com right now. I am logged in myself. what my status is. Hold I on. Have, for forever, it has said Q2 2022. As of today, it says Q2, then parentheses, April, June. So any game. day now, I can get my email to give them a whole bunch of money. Where do I go to find email. it? Do I go to oh, store and purchase history? Where do I go to no, find it? No, 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 no. My... Just Google Steam Deck, and it'll take you to store.steampower.com slash Steam Deck. 
And you click on steampower.com like, slash steam deck okay yeah, yeah. it's, it's basically like if you were trying to buy uh right now okay steam deck okay wish list where, where the fuck is it just scroll down to choose your steam deck have you seen this oh yeah okay oh, oh yeah yeah okay so i i went in on the uh at the top end the 512 gigabyte what? version sure uh um, i reserved that on friday july 16th 2021 me too and my expected order availability is Q2, April to June 2022. You're in the same window as me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exciting. I, 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 don't, I, I don't even know if I want it. Oh, here we go. Don't be too. We talked about this before. Patrick Klepek did a review of it, and he basically hit on the three things that I was most concerned about. It's too big and bulky. Battery life is poor, and it has a very noisy fan. I think it's a brilliant thing i think that it's there should be steam decks in the world i think it's going to be a great thing for a lot of people i think it is one or two hardware revisions away from being the the version that i want sure that's fair that's fair i can understand that i want it to be a little bit thinner closer to a nintendo switch in terms of the form factor of course and better battery life i think it's if, if it was if it was and i know this is too much to ask right now but if it were basically the same form factor as a nintendo switch oh my god i'd be i'd be i'd be checking my pre-order page every day as it is, I, I, I think it's almost comically large. I think that and the PlayStation 5 right now hold the, hold the joint records for being the most comically large consoles that are out there. With the PlayStation 5, it doesn't matter so much. So you stick it in your you know, TV cabinet or whatever and forget about it. But for a handheld, size and weight matters. And I think right now it's just too big, for me at least. I got you. I understand you. I know that I'm buying something I will only use on rare occasions, but I need it. I want. I'm not, and, and that, the thing is, I'm not a big handheld gamer to begin ah, with. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I love problem. my Switch, but it's docked 99 percent of the time. It's happened so many. I went on that that trip to go play Evil Dead, which I'm still embargoed on actually talking about, other than to tell you I played Evil Dead and hung out with Bruce Campbell. Uh, and it was one of those things. And I, uh, Borderlands, we had code for Borderlands, and it was just like, oh man, I know. I think there's a couple hurdles to jump there, obviously. But I was like, man, when we get to the point where I get PC codes, I get Steam codes ahead of time, and I'm able to play those games on there and have it rather than. Oh, like, you know, like right now on my uh, Switch, I have uh, Triangle Strategy sitting there. And it's like, that's when I need to, when I know I'm going on a trip and I want something to play, I need to get super into that. I need to do that. But that for me is such a, we're in a very specific situation. Whereas I feel like with Steam Deck, there'll be more situations where I'm like, oh, we're watching something upstairs, but I want to play this kind of game. Does anybody go. know if you can plug like a battery pack into it? You know, like a charging, you know, you could. Like uh, uh, um, yes, I know what you're asking. If you had an external battery pack, like yeah, like when you, you, when you like carry carry a thing around on a trip to charge your phone or whatever, could you get like a chunky one of those? Because I'm thinking, like, let's say I'm on a, like a six hour flight. From what I from what I am able to understand, especially if you're running like a, a you know a, a performance intensive game, intensive game, you're not gonna it's gonna it, it, the battery's gonna shit the bed right before you know you've got as much use out of it on on a long flight or, or train journey or car ride or whatever than you want. But if you can plug a if you can plug a battery pack into it, maybe you'll get a bit more life out of it. I'm but that's the biggest problem. IGN.com, a site we've heard about before. Uh, this is Robert Anderson with the article, Best Power Banks for Steam Deck in 2022. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like your you, deck on the go, you'll absolutely need some extra juice. I would absolutely want to get one of those and get like the biggest, beefiest one possible. Because otherwise, I have terrible battery anxiety about these sort of things. Yeah, like, it, check, it, that's Checking the battery every five minutes. Oh my God, it's gone down another 4%. You know, like, I'm, I'm, like you're not going to fucking play five, six hours of Elden Ring or whatever on that thing. You're just not. It's, it's The technology's not there yet. It's a brilliant, brilliant idea that is waiting for the technology to catch up to it. 
Yeah, I'm reading from the article here. Uh, using the Steam Deck on the go can zap the power tremendously quickly. So coming in, oh, I'm sorry, co so coming ready with an impressive, impressive power bank is an absolute must. For instance, when playing most games at 60 frames per second, you're likely looking at four hours of battery life at most. During our review, enough. during our review, we even found games like God of War would tap out in under two hours as well. Yeah. And then here are the absolute best uh, power banks here for you. So yeah, you can use power banks. You're all set. You I mean, by the, by the time you start adding a battery to it, yeah, you, you start to worry really if they'll even battery. let you fucking take it on as a carry-on. Mm. Although, so sure, you've got to check that. Would it even go through the fucking I mean, X-ray like machine by the time yeah. you put a battery pack on it? I guess I, it's just what you expect out of this thing. I'm not expecting it to be my primary thing that I'm playing nine hours of games on. I think it's going to be that I want to go tinker with... I got an indie code. I want to go tinker with that while we watch TV or do something. You know what I mean? And I'll play it for a couple hours. Yeah, and everything's... Every, every, with first-generation hardware like this, everything's a compromise. Like on the one hand, they're yeah. going, oh, it's actually really impressive, 60 frames a second, you know, all this kind of stuff. But again, if you're going to if you're gonna crank it to, to, the, to the level that looks good in like a five-minute demo, just bear in mind you're not going to be playing that for more than, you know, three or four hours if, if you're lucky. If you... Yeah, I understand that it's got very, very tweakable settings, um and you can get more life out of it if you drop all the settings down but then that defeats the object of it being this powerhouse right now you're just sure. playing on a shitty pc so i don't know it, like i said i think two more my prediction is that the steam deck is going to be a, a successful thing they'll do another revision um and like but steam deck three i think will they'll Probably get it down to like a better size you know, batteries are getting better all the time technology is getting smaller all the time it's a couple of revisions away i'm excited for that version <sighs> Number four in the Roper Report, Assassin's Creed is invading Fortnite. This is Eddie Mako over at GameSpot who writes, As rumored, Assassin's Creed is coming to Fortnite. Ubisoft's stealthy, stabby series becomes just the latest big-name franchise crossing over with the popular Battle Royale game when Ezio and Eivor join the roster this week. Uh, the Ezio uh, outfit launches from the in-game shop on April 7th at 5 p.m. Pacific. The DLC comes with both Ezio's Hidden Blade and Pickaxe. Which Eivor version, which version of Eivor uh, is it? Uh, I believe it's female from what I saw, but let's read. Uh, Eivor from Assassin's Creed Valhalla also comes to Fortnite at that time. Her outfit has a cloaked alternate style, as well as a back bling in the form of Eivor's shield featuring the Raven Clan logo. The bundle also includes Eivor's Raven pickaxe. Additionally, the wolf-kissed longboat glider is coming to Fortnite store as part of the Assassin's Creed collaboration. Okay. Kevin, are you going to get these? I don't know. Maybe. If it was Cassandra in a, in a heartbeat. If oh, it was Cassandra heartbeat. in a heartbeat, Easy. here's my money easy Ezio, i really like though i like I, Eivor I, I too enough like i i played like you know i played another whatever it was 40 hours of uh, uh valhalla uh, uh -huh, over paternity uh -huh, leave like uh -huh. yeah like i like her i'm just not like i don't need to go buy her in fortnite yeah who do you think is the best protagonist in the assassin's creed series oh, God, who's your favorite i mean for me it's cassandra hands down period but i understand yeah. why people love Ezio. i like cassandra it was great i'm not trying to take away from Ezio. i'm not trying to start shit it's just that cassandra is better what was, the, what was the guy cassandra uh, uh, oh, Alexios. His name? Alexios. 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 That's right. Yeah. That, that was mine. Yeah. Man. Yeah, nobody ever mentions him, Kevin. Get on. Get on board. With I don't Cassandra, know what right? to do. That's who I played with. I wonder, well, what, the just, split, I wonder what the split was between people nah. who played as Alexios and people who played as Cassandra. Hmm. Nobody will ever know. Ubisoft never talked about it. Number five on the Roper Report, Lost Ark has a roadmap. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN has the report. A ton of content is being added to Lost Ark over the next two months, including a new continent, classes, and raids. Amazon Games didn't give specific release dates uh, in its April and May roadmap, but broke the content down by each month, revealing that the new continent, uh, South Vern, and a new martial art 
art it, artist class are coming this month. Go buy the new martial arts shirt. Kindoffunny.com slash store. We timed it out on purpose like that. Uh, of course, if you are into Lost Ark, you can go read about all these different things. The Destroyer, the Glavia, uh, the Trial Guardian Raids. They're all out there. Kevin, is this going to bring you back to Lost Ark at all? No. Damn. You were so hot on it for a second. That was like the biggest thing for like five minutes, right? And then we, yeah. all, I mean, I imagine there's still a lot of people I playing think- it, but like it was, it was in, you know, the little zeitgeist window where it's like the yep. thing that everyone's like obsessed with for, you know, this this is the game of the moment. It was there for like five minutes and then everyone's going to move it had, on. It had, its, it had that end of week. It, it came out on yeah. whatever, like a Tuesday and that week people still cared about it and then it was over. Yeah. But hey. Go get them. Uh, I got some quick hits for you, too, is to close out uh, this episode. Uh, number six here. Uh, no, the, Reggie, of course, you remember Reggie from Nintendo is putting out a book, and he tweeted this today. Uh, you asked for it. Now you can get it. Disrupting the game in audiobook narrated by me. My stories in my voice available May 3rd, wherever you get your audiobooks, including Apple and Audible. Pre-order today. If that wasn't enough for you, I announced it yesterday, or I guess on today's Gamescast. Reggie is coming to the Kind of Funny Gamescast. So write into patreon.com slash games with your questions for his illustrious career. Reggie yeah. once told me that I'm smart. I'm going to put that on my fucking tombstone. Didn't, so he didn't know you that well. He was just what he uh, said uh, is passing or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before uh, he got to know uh, me uh, properly. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and then your other quickie is that there's no more uh, content coming for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. They tweet. They put out a tweet that said, "Hey, ghosts. First, we just want to say thank you for all the love and support you've brought to the game. During the past two years, we released more than 11 updates and supported several unique initiatives, from the Ghost Experience, the return of AI teammates, special operations with Sam Fisher, working with our six operators in Operation Amber Sky, and lastly, our Plant a Tree project. We have uh, we, we have been hard at work to add extra content for Ghost Recon Breakpoint." The last four months uh, marked the release of our final piece of content, the brand new Operation Motherland mode. Tons of new items, including 20th anniversary iconic outfits and quartz items for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. We will continue to maintain our servers for both Ghost Recon Wildlands and Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And we truly hope that you will continue to enjoy the game and have fun playing in solo or co-op with your friends. From the entire Ghost Recon team, we want to thank you again for your continued support and love you've shown the franchise. The feedback you've given for Ghost Recon Breakpoint has been instrumental and will help shape the future of the franchise they still have nfts in that game i I believe that's what quartz is when they talk oh right yeah that's what they called it i thought i thought they they kind of walked all that back didn't they i think they put it out and like just nobody fucking cared i mean people hated it people fucking hate it but i don't think people like really committed to it didn't klepik do thing where it's like a handful of people actually were using them or buying them and nobody cared in the game right 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 yeah uh gary i can't wait to see what the next thing that'll come out that people won't care about is but that's so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grab shops where would i go I'm trying to think of a good voice that i could do it in but I, i'm not thinking of anything good so i'll just do, do bear impression. One. my what Baird impression what what I, I what would that be i don't know i don't know i'm, I'm challenging you talented voice actor here I don't know. Barrett doesn't really have a, a like a signature, like like a very dis- like, like not, not to say he doesn't have a distinctive voice, but there isn't like there's nothing for me to like lock onto as a as an actor. Do your Cleveland accent there. I would have to like live. I would have to like live like I would have to do like what you know those. Just fucking do. intro the list. Like, li- like live with Barrett for like a week. Take all my meals with him. Shadow him. Did follow he, him. Like walk American in his accent? shoes. Really learn what it's like to be Barrett Courtney. And then maybe I could come up with something. But otherwise, I feel like I'd be I'd be selling him short. This is not an interesting voice to do, honestly, Gary. I would love to if, if for you to do your American uh, radio vo- talk show uh, voice. Where are you from originally, Barrett? Cleveland. Okay. Is, is there much of an accent associated with Cleveland? I don't. I don't really know. I don't think so. Don't think My grandparents so, yeah. like to say Monday and Tuesday and shit. Oh, <laughs> Monday and Tuesday. Fuck out. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where that really comes from. And they're both from Ohio. I don't. I don't. I don't know. All right. But yeah. Okay. Get, give me, Bob's uh, put to, uh, says it in the chat. Give me some Carson Longcock. I haven't done Carson in a long time. I don't know if I could do him right now. It hurts my voice. I had to stop doing that character because it hurt my my voice to do it for long periods. The official. Can I do it? If you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. Ah. Let me say Carson. So I deliberately picked the name Carson Longcock sure because it because it allows me to really lean into the American pronunciation, like Carson. Like, like I would say Carson, right? If I say Johnny yeah. Carson, I don't hit the R. But sure. an American would. They would say Carson, right? They would hit, hit the R in the in, in the middle of the word. And then I would with the Longcock, I would just pronounce the O like a hard O, Longcock. But Americans go Longcock. It's more like A-H-N, Longcock. So Carson Longcock is like immediately easy for me to sound American. See, I, you know, I do put thought into the shit that I do, Greg. I, I know, know it I, No one ever way. said you didn't. No one ever said you didn't. Just the official list you want of- to do. The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, before we leave on all the PlayStations, Lethal Dungeon on Xbox One and PS4, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, Switch and PC, Uh, MLB The Show 22 on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes and Switch, Uh, Replica on Xbox One and PS4, Uh, Caddy in Meow Meow Land is available on PC and consoles, Noble Fates Bandits Update is available now, and then Red Dawn Online uh, has triple rewards on hardcore Telegram missions and featured series, free community outfits, and more all month. New dates for you truck to yomi is coming to playstation xbox pc game pass may 5th my time at sand rock blooms is in early access on may 26th apple arcade has a bunch of games coming gear.club stradale is launching on april 8th moonshot a journey home april 22nd sonic dash plus april 8th pro snooker and pool 2022 plus april 15th construction simulator 2 plus april 15th and then prune plus april 29th Pokemon Go had an announcement following last month's Niantic Community Day. We're excited to announce April's Community Day on Saturday, April 23rd, where thousands of explorers are expected to meet up with other players in their local communities and cities around the world. Capital Sparks of Resolution is coming out April 22nd, or I'm sorry, April 28th on PC. Trolley Problem Incorporated is launching uh, on PC April 21st. Then CD Projekt Red today announced that a new card drop for Gwent the Witcher card game is now available across all supported platforms alongside the latest update to the game. Dub Forgotten Treasures, the card drop features 21 new cards for you to go play and have fun with. Uh, SnowRunner is arriving on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X on May 31st. If that wasn't enough, ladies and gentlemen, I do have a deal of the day for you. It's your Xbox Game Pass update. Today, you will get on Xbox Game Pass cricket 22 on cloud and console and then mlb the show on cloud and console april 7th chinatown detective agency comes to cloud console and pc excuse me uh, uh, dragon age 2 uh, comes to cloud plants vs zombies garden warfare comes to cloud star wars squadrons comes to cloud april 12th uh, life is strange true colors comes to cloud console and pc play it please it's a great game if you have the chance go get it panzer uh, core 2 comes to pc uh, the dungeon of nalubek uh, comes to pc and then lost in random comes to cloud console and pc snooker and cricket what a, what a what a day for british sport They're building it out for you you know what i mean They're i might get that cricket 22 i used to like i used to enjoy playing cricket i could play cricket and mlb the show back to back on stream just to kind of demonstrate the similarities and differences 
between the two sports. I'm sure my audience would find that fucking fascinating. Um, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. You, uh, Rooster Teeth podcast service around the globe. Uh, Zach writes in with the one thing we got wrong. It says Ubisoft actually did say that about 70% chose Alexios and 30% chose Cassandra. Just to be clear, you got that wrong, not we. Don't don't fucking drag McGarry me into I, I asked the question. You're the one who gave the wrong answer. Mary, Gary biffed that, everybody. You know what I mean? It's funny that that's the thing, but like everybody talks about Cassandra from that game. Nobody cares about Alexios. Yeah, Leah did her playthrough as Cassandra. I liked her. She was a cool character. She's, she's definitely the one we've all decided is, is canon. And that's why she, because, yeah, when you did the crossover mission in uh, Valhalla, it was only female Cassandra, right? It wasn't even Alexios. So even yeah, who did yeah, they put on the box, though? It was Alexios, wasn't it? I think it was both of them. Yeah. Right? Was it? I thought it was just him. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't remember. Is there kind a canonical? Like... Yeah, right? It, it is Alexios, right? Well, no, canonical. Uh, Cassandra is the canonical. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was just saying. Like, she's been now, you know, established as canon because she's the only one in Valhalla. You, you picked the wrong horse, Kevin. You lost. Yeah. Uh, speaking of losing, no, I'm kidding. Uh, tomorrow, you're not losing anything. You're getting some more kind of funny games daily. It'll be uh, Blessing and Janet. Then Thursday's going to be Tam and Tam. And then Friday, it will be Blessing and Andy to close out your week. Uh, remember, okay, okay. Bandra SN says you could flip the box art around to get Cassandra. So there oh, that's a cool idea. But it's just, I didn't even think about it at the box. You know what I mean? Because I, mean, I, I, mean, I can't remember the last time I had a game in a fucking box. Don't Who need them. Don't need them. Don't want them. Uh, if you're watching live on Twitch right now, the show doesn't end, of course. You can go to Twitch, or well, you know, you'd already be there, I guess. Uh, you're going to see Mike and Blessing play some Sonic games, apparently. They like to change everything in two seconds, though. So who knows if that's actually happening? Uh, if you want to check it out later, youtube.com slash kind of funny plays, where again, KFW will be going live today. So you can see all the crazy shenanigans we got up to yesterday. Um, me and Gary have a post show to do. You're going to be able to catch that later. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games where of course you could write in to be part of the show you could get the show ad free you could get that post show you could go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny right now sign up and you'd get to watch us record the kind of funny podcast later this afternoon live um, there's a million ways to support of course if you want to do it for free twitch.tv slash kind of funny games youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe like subscribe share if you're using the epic game store use the creator code kind of funny if you're not even on the pc i understand uh while you're playing your Fortnite, uh go ahead and use uh kind of funny when on any platform you're using you can do it gary we got a post show to do yeah Kevin, you did great today all right don't worry about anything we understand the desk blew up until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you